1: all right turn with me if you have your bible to the right hand side second timothy chapter one and we're gonna do verses five through seven and tonight's gonna be powerful i'm only gonna teach for a little bit and i'm gonna pray for a lot of people and some great things are gonna happen i don't know if you saw um this was uh, two weeks ago that we uh the lord gave the word of knowledge and said there's a couple here you have a daughter she's seven years of age and she's been in an accident and uh it was i didn't say accident forgive me they told me that uh but i said she cannot comprehend and read and have understanding and i said the lord's gonna touch her neurological function tonight supernaturally and god's gonna really turn this thing around well i found out she'd been in a car accident with her mother three years earlier and she was really struggling in school. They came down, and they were both weightlifters, the man and the woman. Gorgeous looking couple, by the way. I was a little intimidated, John. Her muscles were bigger than mine. I don't know what that meant, but whatever. Uh, I was praying for him, like, oh my gosh. Like, I, was, like, you know, I had my hand on my sho- her shoulder, and it was like very Like, sheesh. <laughs> and uh, I got done, and I knew, and I said, the angel of the Lord, by word of knowledge, is going to your daughter tonight right now and touching the neurological function, two neurons of her brain. And the mother walked out the next morning and she was looking at her emails, walked out of her bedroom, and there to the right was her seven-year-old daughter. She put this up online, not solicited. She was thinking it was her first time to awaken, in fact, let me say that. She opened up her, she had her phone up, looking at her email, she walked out, and her daughter was reading for the very first time in her life. The Lord did incredible, Yeah. A guy with 21 broken bones and he was on, um, what was the painkiller? It's uh, fentanyl. He was on fentanyl and he goes, I'm hooked. And I was in an accident with 21 broken bones and he came from a Muslim background. And in a moment, all of a sudden, we prayed a little prayer to an incredible Jesus. How many believes, still believe all things are possible to him who believes? <laughs> to him who believes, how many believers do you have? It's amazing how many unbelieving Christians there are in the world. I still believe. Everything, you can't talk it out of me. You can't beat it out of me. There's no trouble. There's no trial that's going to take that word out of my heart. As for me, you don't ever know God by your feelings. You don't know him by circumstance. You know him by what he says in his word. And if you always go back to his word, you can always have a firm foundation that things will change. Problems are temporary. Situations aren't permanent when the word of God is involved in your life. How many still believe that? Um, But in a moment, this young man got touched and they pulled him up and all of a sudden his bones started cracking out loud. Crack, 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 physically out loud. And he started screaming all the pain, but all the narcotics wore off his brain. It was almost like you just took, took like a, a sucker just sucked it all off his brain and he could think cognitively and begin to communicate and his whole body, he, could, he wasn't able to bend, he wasn't able to move and he took off running and walking in the midst of everything. God's doing good stuff at Awaken, all right. Here we go, Second Timothy chapter one, verse five. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, just touch the person next to you, say genuine faith is in you. Okay, it says, which first dwell in your grandmama, Lois, and in your mama, I got it from my mama. Check it out. That's not a Hillsong worship song, by the way. I think that was Black Eyed Peas, 2002. I'm persuaded that faith is also in you. This is Paul talking to his understudy, writing from a jail cell where he was just about to go to Rome and die. And it's interesting when you start to hear the person's last words. I've been in many hospital rooms where, you know, people were giving their last words. They're not talking about what they achieved. they're talking about what they wanna pass on to the next generation so they can run their race well. And Timothy was his understudy, and at this current time, he was facing a lot of opposition. Naturally, he had Nero was the king. Nero was chopping off Christians' heads, putting them in bags of snakes, setting them on fire. Any person that was holding Christian meetings, the government was intent on destroying them. And here you have a young pastor. His dad was not a Christian. He was a Greek. And his mama and his grandma had faith. Come on, somebody he's out there pastoring a church and a lot of the people in the church think he's got too many pimples, he's too young, he ain't married yet, he's got a lot of weaknesses and he didn't talk real well so he had pressure from the people that were supposed to love him, they were rejecting him and he had people on the outside telling him to shut his mouth or we're gonna kill you and he's in a place where he's second guessing his calling and relationship with God. As I look across humanity in the people that I communicate with, and I talk to a lot of people, I talked to people with Denzel Washington the last couple of days, and then today I was on ministering to people of Instagram and Facebook early this morning. I talked to people you can tell their confidence has been shook. Because the devil can't steal your competence, he has to go after your confidence. The devil cannot ungift you. God's calling on your life is irrevocable. It does not change. He already made up his mind about you and nothing can change it. The enemy would like you to believe that God changes his mind about you, that he's meteor-minded and he's bipolar. He's not. God knew what he was making when he made you. He, was, he knew what he was forming when he fashioned you and formed you and made your fingertips and gave you the color, the personality, the style, the gray. He knew what he was unfolding and packing inside you when you were bathed in your mother's womb, whether the government wants to acknowledge it or not. You are God's idea. It's not an accident you're still alive. In August 22, give the Lord a clap and a shout. This is good. So he's second-guessing himself, and he's thinking about quitting on the calling. Comfort sounds so much more appealing than calling. Why? Because the enemy does not attack your comfort level because we've made comfort and worship success in America where comfort is what we worship, and we relate our spiritual maturity to comfort, not to calling. Can you handle this kind of stuff, or are you... You want me to like, go into shallow waters? Success in God is not determined by success. Let me say this. You're cut, you, how well you your success is not a way to measure your faith, better way of saying it. You measure faith by faithfulness. We're great starters, we're bad finishers. That why, that's why usually to start something, the enemy doesn't, to, to, doesn't mess with you too much. It's when you're in the middle that we lose momentum, and it slows down, and we begin to break down, and that's the place you become easily meteor-minded. There's many of you, you started out with an idea. You started out with a dream. You started out with a business idea. You started out in a marriage. Things began to hit you. Come on, all of a sudden it shook you to where you're like, is it really going to work out? Come on, your mind starts playing tricks on you. Do, 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 do. Come on, some of you older people. Mind playing tricks on me. Come on, it it's a Halloween song, I think. One of those hip hop rap songs. It wasn't a Bethel worship song. And you start to second guess. So this is where Timothy is. His dad's saying, come back to a less threatening time. Come back to where it's easy. Come back to where it's comfortable. If you're not careful, comfortable will make an idol out of apathy in your life. And it'll all be about getting rather than giving. Your duration rather than your donation. Not how well you live, but just how long you live. I don't know about you. I don't want to waste time. The Bible says to seize my moments. There's a sense of powerlessness that's coming because people's confidence has been shook. Maybe you were confident as a man, but then, man, something happened. Maybe you were confident as a woman, you got a new marriage, and bam, something happened. Maybe you were confident that something was going to happen big for you. You are going to have the business. You are going to have a child. Then you got a negative diagnosis. And all of a sudden, your confidence is shook. And so from not wanting to be disappointed, you want to go back to a place where your heart doesn't hurt anymore, and it's a false sense of comfort that the devil's prepared a table for to feed you with pity. Why? Because pity always makes an idol of your pain. Most people preach and prophesy out of their pain, not out of their power. Most people's marriages, their vision's about avoiding pain rather than having power. It's about conflict, not creation. I asked a woman two days ago, she sat with me, I go, What's your vision for your marriage? Well, I'm trying not to fight. I go, then what you're telling me is you have no vision for your marriage. Everything is about the pity of what you go through and your conflict. Then I said, I can't help you. Be prepared for it to only get worse. That is your prophecy. Because Jesus, the master, the truth, the way, the life, said whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Oh, everybody likes that when you cast out a demon, but come on, how are you gonna cast out a real demon? But you don't got power over Oreos. Come on, somebody, how are you gonna cast out a devil out? But you can't say no. Come on to Fruit Loops at 11:30 at night. All I'm saying is, if you don't got no self-control, don't think you're gonna kick out some unclean spirit. That was pretty good right there, huh? I like you. You're like altar call right there. (laughs) Anybody want to get delivered from Oreos? Raise your hands. (laughs) Lord help us. Come on. I hit a soft spot. Come on, somebody. There's someone's hands up. Go, Lord. Just not the double stuff. Not the double stuff. How many you all know? We all get what we tolerate. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Maybe that's not just binding the devil. Maybe that's sticking up saying, this exists as long as I allow it. Wow. Yeah. Jesus said you would speak to a mountain. He talked speaking three times. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Believing once, but speaking three times. Oh, wow. that's a, I can sit there for a, a long time. Because faith don't work unless it talks. You will have what you say, Jesus said, and the mountain will not obey God, it'll obey you. Too many people, when they make an idol out of comfort, is what? The enemy offers you something, you sit there and you make an absolute idol of your pain, you communicate it, you talk about it, you prophesy it, it's a sixth cycle, it's a sixth cycle, you keep reliving. At some point I gotta go, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait." I gotta stand up here. I can't let people talk me out of it. I can't let circumstances talk me out of it. And usually it gets to the point of intensity when usually there's about to be a break in what opposes you. I have discovered in my own life, usually the battle's the strongest right at the point where you feel like you're gonna break. That's the point that you have a breakthrough. You actually feel like quitting. I have felt that many times. Not that I was hopeless, I was tired of being in a fight. Daniel, the prophet said this, at the last times, Daniel chapter 7, the enemy will work hard to wear out and tire out the saints. The people that are to take and seize the kingdom. He knows when people are aggressive and they're about to take territory, take opportunity, take business ground, come on somebody, take real estate, take influence in schools, take influence in politics, take influence in the business world. Then he tries to wear you out. So you start to second guess. Timothy's in that place. He's thinking, man, maybe I should go back to when it was easy. Maybe I should just go back to when I didn't have so many problems. Come on, somebody. I think some of our biggest problems is we think we shouldn't have them. Yes. Wow. Faith is manifested when you have problems. And if you want to have a lot of opportunity, you want to have a lot of money, mo' money, mo'. Problems. So we got to find a way to faith it and make changes and grow and use problems to our advantage and make the most because you were made for it. Come on, you don't find out what you're made of until you get challenged a little bit. You get tested a little bit. You find out what kind of freaking grit you got. You kind of, what kind of faith you got. What kind of courage you got. What kind of creativity you got when you don't got all the resources, but then you gotta become resourceful. You find out what really love is when you have nobody loving you back and you still say, I'm gonna show up in freaking love. You find out what you're made of when you're squeezed a little bit. So he sits there and he says, hey, Timothy, my understudy. I want you to remember the faith that was handed down to you. Go back to your genetic code of faith. It's in your DNA. I like that Kendrick Lamar song. Come on. I got royalty, royalty up in my DNA. I got purpose. I can't say all the words, but you know, whatever. You're like, how do you pink boy know Kendrick Lamar? I shock you. He says, I want you to remember the faith. Slap the person, they say, remember the faith. If I took you to like the Kentucky Derby and you saw a championship horse, I've used this illustration before. They didn't just wind up there just by accident. They know that winning is in the blood. It's in the DNA. They study five, six generations of, you know, horses. And they want us to know that, hey, I want to know the father, the grandfather, great grandfather. I want to know their stride. I want to know their speed. I want to know their strength, what they've done. There might be generations of champions. So when they breed it, they know that winning doesn't just happen. It happens because it's bred by blood. It's wired to win. And just because it's DNA as a champion does not mean it's going to be a champion. When they come out, their initial weakness, a horse, a thoroughbred comes out. Some are spotty, some are brown, some are white. Come on, somebody. They have initial weakness they can't see in front of them. They walk awkwardly to the casual observer. They might think, man, someone just wasted $500,000 to $1 million on that kind of horse. But the owners aren't concerned because they know they're not not bothered by the initial weakness because they know that inside that colt, there's championship genes of DNA inside of that colt. They're not nervous if they're skittish, if they're nervous, because once they can unlock the power of that gene, things change. God's not nervous of what you're feeling, your nerves, your fears, your doubts because he knows what the blood of Jesus has done to your genetic makeup. Some of you need to be reminded of what's on the inside of you not just what's coming at you. there's winning in the blood you're more than a conqueror by the blood you're delivered by the blood. you're forgiven by the blood. you're redeemed by the blood. Somebody say, I'm blessed because of the blood of Jesus. If I took you back to your spiritual ancestor, God your father spoke and it was. Creativity's in your blood. Jesus, your older brother, went to hell for you. Stripped the devil of all of his authority. Robbed hell. You'll never have to go there because he went there for you. Redemption's in your blood. Moses parted with Red Sea. He was a murderer and became a great leader. Leadership is in your blood. God used Daniel to close the mouths of lions all night. Protection's in your blood. Come on, somebody. Help me with this thing. Esther rose up in a political climate. Heroism is inside of your blood. Nehemiah built in a time of trouble, buildings inside of your blood. Don't know yourself by your natural genetics, know yourself by what the blood of Jesus has done inside you. Someone needs to say, I'm a new creation. You might have a predisposition to heart disease or or all kinds of alcoholism or maybe perversions or maybe anger and bitterness, but none of those things genetically naturally can overcome you if you understand what's happened to you spiritually in your genetics that I have been transferred out of the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. Because some of you sit there in your mind going, I don't know if I'll ever recover from this. You forgot buildings in your DNA. Elijah came back from a financial famine. Jacob came back from a troubled marriage. Come on, somebody. Joseph rejected, beat. They put his feet in fetters. They beat him, they whipped him, and he became a prime minister. You got, come on, royalty inside of you. And that's where the enemy goes. Because if he cannot get out of your mentality of who you really are, you start to see yourself less. And when you see yourself less, you feel less, you love less, and you risk less. You become the discount version of yourself. Anybody with me on this thing? How am I on time? Because I ought to make sure I step into it and I haven't even touched my message. Maybe that's why James the pastor said, don't forget what manner of person you are. Acts 10, 15, it says in the book of Acts 10, two, two different times, the Holy Spirit put in there, what God has cleansed, do not dare pronounce common. And he's, God's not being nice right there going, oh, just don't call yourself common. He's very firm. The Holy Ghost puts it in there with exclamation marks. What God has cleansed, If you've ever asked for the blood of Jesus that was sinless to cleanse you, don't ever sit there in front of your mirror and regard yourself according to your used to be. The only hole the enemy has is who you used to be. Don't go back there and give them an avenue to take you back. Remind yourself of what the blood of Jesus has done for you and remind yourself, I have been forgiven. I am the righteousness of God. Paul tells Timothy, don't lose sight of that faith that's on the inside of you. There's only a fight over one thing in your life and that's your faith. Every attack of the enemy on your family and life is to steal your faith. That's why the Holy Ghost says in the scriptures, it's precious, it's valuable. We treat it flimsy. Well, I'll go to church because we have a church mentality, not a Jesus mentality. We're raised that way in America. America. We're changing that stuff here. I didn't come here tonight to go to church. I came here tonight to experience the one that saved me, redeemed me, and helped, and I want his life to touch me. I want him to impart himself to me. I want him to show something about what he's put inside me. Is anybody with me on this thing? Okay, let me move a little bit swifter here. Watch. He says to him, he goes, "I want you to stir up that gift of God inside you. I want you to stir up the gift of God." Watch, watch watch. I want you to stir up the gift of God. There's a gift inside you. Everyone had been told, "Oh, you're so gifted! <laughs> selling sunset. You're so gifted at selling real estate. The Kardashians, you're so gifted. What are you doing that? I don't know what the hell they do, but whatever. Sorry for saying hell. I'm a work in progress. We chase celebrity in America because we don't know we're celebrated. Don't fall for the don't fall for a, don't fall for the peace of the enemy that you sell out your soul for a celebrity. I want to be liked and loved. You already are. Yeah. If you'll recognize your value that God gave you, not man gave you, not position gave you, not possessions gave you, you'll stop giving other people discounts to you. How much are you for sale? Can you be bought? Can your faith be bought? We say that here because we're in a faith community. What about out there? Can your faith be bought? What will you exchange for your soul? And I say that because we cannot sit there and live the last, like, what, 36 months and go, there's not been an attack on our faith. It doesn't matter your political view, it doesn't matter what you thought about everything that's gone on in the world. You cannot sit there and say, there's not been an attack, not been an attack on our faith and on life where the enemy's trying to take it out of your mouth and take it out of your heart, where you sit there and you feel victim and powerless to change something. If you feel powerless to change your past, you feel condemned, guilty. You feel powerless to change your future, you feel scared. You feel powerless to change your present, you feel depressed and angry. When you feel like I can't change my weight, my allergies, I can't change my financial side, I'm waiting for somebody to do something, it makes you internally angry. Because you were made in the image of God, you were created in His image, and that relationship is supposed to cause you to rule over stuff, not be dominated by stuff. That's why you don't feel good when you're hooked. That's why you don't feel good when you're in bondage. That's why you don't feel good when you're sick. Something tells you, I need to go to a doctor. I need to be prayed for, because you know naturally inside of you, something's wrong with this. That's not your original design. Somebody ought to help me with this thing. Paul said, stir up that gift of God. What are you going to do with the gift that's been given to you? Someone say, I got a gift. Say to everybody. Say, I got a gift. Freaking own it for a minute. Say, I got a gift. The question is, are you going to use it for your gain, or are you going to use it for your good? Will you use the gift for your gain? Or will use the gift for good. The gift will make room for you. But the question is, will you use it for your gain or will you use it for your good? It's not going to matter what people say at the end of your journey. What's going to matter is what does God say about you at the end of your journey? Am I making a deposit in God's house because your gift is for somebody else? The enemy tries to make your gift all about you. When you make it all about you, you abuse your gift. And if you're not careful, and you don't walk with God, God will take his anointing off your gift. He won't take your gift, but he'll take the anointing off your gift. That's a little bit deeper waters, I know, for people. That's why when you can hear somebody and you can feel the power of God as a woman or a man and they're communicating, all of a sudden you can see them 10 years later, the gift does not change. They still have aspects of the gift, but nothing gets broken in the atmosphere. You don't feel what you used to feel. Things don't change. And if you see it consistently, it's because a grace has been lifted. The gift's still there, but the power's not. Maybe that's why you gotta tr- guard the treasure and a part of verse 12 of 2 Timothy 1.12 says, guard what's been entrusted to you. Come on. That means I'm not going to let just moochers just jump in there and mooch on my stuff. Come on. Mm-hmm. Parasite wants what's in your hand. They want to see what they can get from you. They don't want what's in your heart. They just want to take. They don't want to give to you. I'm going to guard what's been entrusted, what's been given to you. Man, sir, woman, ma'am, come on. You made it here. There's something in you that can cause an incredible supernatural release in the earth. You don't got to go to Bible school. I did, and I flunked out. I cussed too much. I've grown a little bit in 22 years, 25 years. I'm almost 25 years old speaking. Holy schmoly, I look good. No plastic surgery yet. I said yet. I don't look as good as you, John. I'm working on it. Watch he says I want you to stir up that gift what's the gift in you the problem you love to solve the hurt you love to heal come on the thing that you got delivered from that now you could help somebody else get out of that's what I love about our addiction recovery program come on Tony and Elisa, you guys came out of a hard place in a marriage. You help other marriages rise up and work through their conflict. Hey, that's part of our, you have a calling. You've been through some stuff. God does not waste pain. Your ashes can become something of beauty. Come on. The very stick Moses used to write his biography on and and scribble all of his moments out there in the wilderness after killing a man. That same stick that he was afraid of when God told him to throw it on the ground and became a snake because it reminded him of his past, his history. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I would cool. love to preach on that. He ran from his past. God says you got to get a handle on your past if it's going to become pain in your future. Wow. The same stick became the rod that parted the Red Sea that brought manna from heaven that struck a rock and water part out. God will take the pain of what the enemy meant to break you. See, some of you sit there and you, just want to, you condemn your bosses. You condemn people that did you wrong. Maybe it was all used as a setup. Wow. Wow. So is life happening to you or is it happening for you? Yeah. Yeah. If it happens for you, then you can look at this as not a permanent place. It's just the state. And that what was used in the longer sometimes in that place, the bigger it's going to be on the other side. Sometimes if I know that's coming, some of you ought to learn how to say this in your family. This is going to end well. I'm going to give you a freaking nugget that'll help your emotional state. That helps you show up in your business, marriage, work of funky people, attitudes. Come on. If you start saying when you go, this is going to end well. When I go, come on, this is going to end well. It doesn't matter what it looks like, this is going to end well. Because God is a finisher of my faith. This is going to end well. I'm going to have some hope to walk. I'm going to have some light to walk. This is going to end well. I don't know what they're going to do, but for me, this is going to end well. My finances are going to end well. My relationships are going to end well. My health is going to end well. I ain't going out by COVID. I ain't going out by cancer. I ain't going out by sickness. Maybe you believe that. I don't. Jesus said, according to my faith, let it be. As for me, I believe God. I believe God. I believe the word of God. Does anybody still believe this thing? I don't want to know if you know the stories. Do you believe it? If you will believe, you can see. got 12 minutes watch stir up that gift well no one's invited me to go use my gift find a place to serve the magnitude of your kindness will outlast the magnitude of your genius Wow! tweetable moment that was good summer why do you say that to yourself because sometimes I'll say things I'm like Rex you got to use that in your own life Watch how powerful. People don't forget how you make them feel. Start where you are. Well, I don't have a great platform, neither did I 25 years ago. I went to work as a custodian from professional baseball just so I could go into the church in the middle of the night and I could speak to empty seats. Nobody else would let me talk. I had to find a place to start where I was. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. You're a seed away. You determine your future, not the world, not the economy of the system. God gave you something that he can multiply. Whatever you sow is what you will. Whatever you sow, you will. Whatever you sow, you will. So the question is, what will I sow it into? I'm above that. Really? When Jesus, the greatest of all, became a servant of all? Come on. Your faith don't even work outside of serving. You actually got spiritual pride because real faith always works through helping somebody else. It's reaching. It's vertical. And it's, it, is, it, it, it helps. It lifts. It changes things. Watch how powerful. So he says to Timothy, he goes, hey, Timothy, here's what you need. You need a sound mind. You don't need a safe mind. You need a sound mind. A sound, a sound mind, a sound mind, a sound mind, it masters meaning. The meaning you attach to everything determines. If you are detached right now to a meaning to your life going, God's punishing me, How many know you're going to be in a really bad emotional state. If you attach a different meaning that God's challenging me to use my faith, how many of you put your shoulders back, come on. If you attach meaning to your relationships, this is not the end, but this is the new beginning. How many know the meaning you attach is the emotion you live out of? What's the meaning you attach to your kids? Well, they're just being difficult. They're just being, what about they're being champions? What about I'm raising world shakers? That Psalm 112, two is gonna happen in my family. My children will be mighty in the land. Oh, that's for people that have all the privileges and opportunities, really? My Bible says, whoever believes. I didn't come from much. We had very little. I had a mom and dad that just chose to believe this, and they spoke it. You need a sound mind. Master meaning. You need a spirit of love. Master mercy. How do you you show mercy, Rex? Realize how much mercy has been given to you. Why don't you get up in the morning and think of all the things you've been forgiven of? You'll have a tough time being a pain in the butt to people every all day long. How many know that's true for all of us? It don't matter how super spiritual you look. How long you can pray. In fact, some of you pray so long, you pray yourself out of faith. <laughs> well, brother, I pray two hours a day. Yeah, but you really prayed in faith for about four freaking minutes. All the rest of it, you talk to God about what you did not like. When God said, never talk to me about what you don't like. Tell your things that you don't like. Tell them of what my word says. When you fellowship with God, you're not supposed to ask him for all the things he already freely gave you. You're supposed to enjoy him and get to know him. What if you change your prayer life? It's something I've said here before. It's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. I told God one time, I really love you, but I don't enjoy you. Is that okay to say as a minister? Because how many, if I was to really, you'd really be flipping on is how many really enjoy God? Some do sometimes, depending on your experience. Ooh, yeah. Oh, it's good when you're being healed. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love it. So yeah. Come on, you're the super charismatic person all of a sudden. Come on, and then all of a sudden, like you're going through stuff. Well, yeah. so what you're really saying, you're only as good as the state you're in. What if you start praying, God, teach me how to enjoy you. Teach me how to enjoy your Holy Spirit. Teach me to enjoy what you've done for me, Jesus. Teach me enjoy the gifts of the Spirit. Well, brother, have you not heard Dr. Jeremiah says those are not for today? Well, then why did the Holy Spirit give you them for today? You're going to call people out, why not? John MacArthur, brother, says that God's angry at that. It's false fire. Really? Then why are people not getting... No wonder people aren't getting healed there. The Holy Spirit's gifts are His love language to the church that they will use them to bless people, not to make, not to make monuments out of people, but to receive what Jesus has done, to give Jesus credit for what He accomplished at a cross, what He did when He rose again. Why do you need the gift of healing when you go to heaven anyway? You're going to be a glorified body. Why do you need the gift of wisdom that's going to bring wealth, peace, and resources? Wait, and, and when you go to heaven, you already got streets of gold. And this should challenge some of your theology. If you're, on, you're not good with having abundance, heaven's not for you. You believe a poverty gospel, where do you see that? It has nothing to do with your financial state, by the way. Poverty is a mental state, not a circumstance. If I have a Nixon on or a Rolex on that was a $40,000 gift, it doesn't matter. That doesn't, my value don't freaking change. That doesn't mean I'm rich. What if I'm rich in, the Bible says, be rich in love, faith, and good works, and stirring people up in the faith of God. Am I rich that way? I'm going to take a 50 Cent CD title, Live Rich or Die Trying. Yeah. Not get rich. I'm going live rich. Watch. Love, power, and sound, mind, power, and spirit of power. You have power to forgive. You have power to speak God's word and bring it to pass. Do you know when I spoke at the Pentagon, they did something. They only let certain people go into the Pentagon. They don't recognize you by your eye print or your fingerprint. They recognize you by your voice print. It was powerful. Jesus said, you'll have what you say. Mark, excuse me, Proverbs 13, 2 says, you'll eat your own words. Through your own words, Proverbs 12, 18, you can stab yourself. And through your own words, a healing tongue can bring life. You never see Jesus talk about how negative things are. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go study the Gospels? Watch how powerful. And I'm going to pray for you, brothers. Daniel ten twelve says this: Daniel, the angels came to Daniel. We had to come because of the words you spoke, not the prayer you prayed. The words you spoke. Jacob's Ladder where angels went up and angels went down. Isn't that interesting? They didn't come down and go back up They went up and came back down I'm gonna stir somebody you up watch this watch this for a minute watch this it says this that Jacob's Ladder if you ever study the, the numerical order of that it actually means someone's voice print When your voice has been redeemed and you begin to speak the word of God in the spirit world, there's a print on it that has the power of God and angels go in motion to begin to operate on your behalf to bring God's word to pass. Not your own words, but God's word to pass. A faith that does not talk is a faith that does not work. Oh my lands, if I was you, I'd be going home again. Three scriptures, start staying them all the time. God is restoring health unto me. He's healing my wounds. He's restoring my soul. I walk with a spirit of power. I walk in love. I walk in a sound mind. I got a fixed mind. Well, that's not how I feel. (laughs) You're not what you feel, you're what you decide. Where's Juliana? Juliana, stand up please. Lift your hands. The Lord would say to you, I'm calling you in this hour. Yes, you're young, but Jesus himself says to you, I'm calling you. I'm calling you because I have something very, very special for you. I already put it on the inside of your heart, and you're going to become more aware of it in this next season, but there's healing remedies that you're going to use to serve this generation that you're growing up in. Many will say there's no hope, there's no antidote, but through your conversation, through your kindness, I am going to use you as one that's going to stand out like stars in the midst of a dark world, and I'm going to use other people to say, man, did you see, hey, God used her, she prayed, and then bam, something happened. God used her. I don't feel suicidal thoughts anymore. God used her. I don't don't think I want to starve myself. God used her. Then all of a sudden family changed. God's going to raise you up, says the Lord. And I'm going to put an anointing upon you. Even in this hour, this day, as this man releases this word to you, I am coming to visit you and unfolding myself to you. And yes, you will be different than other people because I've chosen you to be special. I've chosen you to be special. And I've selected the one that I'll bring to you at a young age. He will be everything to help you carry what I'm gonna put before you, says the Lord. For your feet will be in foreign soil at times and back in this soil. And I will do creative miracles even through the tips of your fingers, says the Lord. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Is there an an Arturo in here, an Arturo? An Arturo. Where, where's an Arturo? The Lord would say this to you that God's doing a move of His Spirit in your heart and in your family. You're going to run with swiftness in this next season. And the embers of what He's doing inside of you are going to touch the members of your family. The Lord says the embers of what I'm birthing inside you is going to touch the embers of your members of your family. God says also I'm bringing healing into your body. I'm touching your mortal body and bringing strength into you. And I'm about to unfold a door. A door that's going to open in the middle around the 19th, the 20th of November, an opportunity you're not looking for, it will be an opportunity and I will show you in the way you are to go in this time, but yes I've not forgotten you says the Lord I heard prayers that you prayed even over the last 24 months and I'm about to vindicate you for you said in your mind, things are against me, things are against me, but while everything may be against you, the Lord says I'm for you, I've endorsed you and you're about to see my hand of goodness even in the matter before you says the Lord with your family Somebody's knee just got healed. Somebody's knee, there was a warmth that me, somebody felt in their knee. Who has pain in your knee? In your knee? Ava's got pain in your knee? Well, perfect candidate. Okay, Juliana, you put your hand on your sister. Okay, up in the cheap seats and ma'am right there. Where, where, where is the, uh, where's the pain? On the left-hand side, right-hand side? I'm sorry? Both. Can you stand up? You have a lot of loving people around you. And if you're around her, would you guys put your hand on her shoulder because you care? If we don't do it with care and with love, don't do it. This isn't about seeking our glory. This is about loving her enough to put ourselves on the line to let God work through us, and He's the healer. Jesus said, Healing is the children's bread. And still believe in that? Therefore, when He says to pray, the Lord's Prayer, give us our daily bread, He says, Give us some healing. Let healing as it is in heaven, let it be on earth jesus flow through her mortal body right now and i see also the uh, 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 the click i pray you'd remove the clicking sound and around the osteoporosis on the top of the top left knee am i right on that have we ever talked about that okay make me give me let me space here y'all i'm gonna jump through you okay is that cool okay let me go over all right thank you all love you all you're awesome Stretch your hands towards this wonderful woman. You're gonna feel that power. I got you. That's for real. One, two, three, boom. And also, your sciatica. Look at that. This is bonus day. You're coming with me. Come here. Hold me. Hold my hand. I did this with Facebook. You think I'm joking? I did this with all Mark Zuckerberg's executives not too long ago power of God hit. I was supposed to be a motivational speaker and then the gift hit. Then you have a choice to make. Am I there for my popularity or am I there to help somebody? What are you going to do? Is it about your ego or is it about God's kingdom? Do you sell out for money or do you just be the the, the motivational guy? Or do you go tap in? I want to teach people how to tap in. I don't want to snorkel. I want to scuba dive. Watch how close cool this is. Oh, you're right behind her. Man, you're good looking too, man. <laughs> <sighs> Boom, throw through. <sighs> thank you, Jesus. Someone stretch your hands and say, Jesus, thank you that you're bringing healing into this beautiful lady's body. <sighs> Ooh, what just happened? Did you feel that? What just happened? feel the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's take steps and look for healing. We pray We now we're going to act as if it's really going to work. Most people pray and they don't look for healing. They look for what's wrong again. That's not what we do. If you ever watch Pastor John, oh girl, we're going to get it all back, girlfriend. Come on. A clap. Give Jesus some energy. Why don't you just lift your hands to Jesus for a minute? I know we're three minutes over. Can you? A couple more minutes and then you're going to be super generous towards our kids, okay? and I'll stay for a little while and pray, okay? Isn't that beautiful? Who gets the credit? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. someone say his name. Let's make him famous in San Diego. I don't wanna know another politician's name. I don't wanna know another entertainer's name. I don't wanna know about how cool somebody, I wanna know how awesome Jesus is. I wanna live when they say Rex Crane, they go, that's a Jesus man. you can't believe it isn't that amazing I'm so glad you came Thank you. something's happening for your family too your family yes let me, let me just tell you I, I, yeah, we've never talked I can go all the way there your son's coming off of all that stuff in his brain I see the chain on his brain is broken it's still hooked but it's broken What? I can see the chain it's locked it has the lock but the lock's open what's his first name Can you for a minute pray for Stuart? Just for a minute. I want you to pray like you actually have authority. Don't pray some weak prayer. Oh Lord, just barely touch Stuart. Go after it. Break the power of the devil off his life. I'll teach you how. I'll teach you how. Say in Jesus' name, I break Satan's power over Stuart's life. I command you in Jesus' name to give him up, to loose him now, and let him go. I claim his salvation. I claim his freedom. This night, watch up, watch, watch what happens in the next three days. You're gonna have a conversation and he's gonna be lucid. He's gonna be lucid in his mind. The angel of the Lord's gonna go sober him up. Things are gonna turn in his favor and he's got a gift to build and do things. He's gonna build and do things in business. Oh, man alive, that's beautiful. Do you realize what just happened in the spirit world? This wasn't like spiritual calisthenics. Your voice print was just heard and demons have to respect Jesus who lives in you. That should change how you pray for your family members. Stop praying, oh Lord, make them more nice. Why don't you say, I devil, I break your power over Uncle Louie. I break your power over my family members. Get off them, loose them, let them go. Lord, open their heart, give them a heart to know you. Reveal yourself to them. I pray, show them how much love and value they have in your eyes. I know people that pray they're all in that great free health care. It's awesome. I like you. Who are you, young man? Blake, Blake the Great, come up here. Jump up here. Hey, by the way, if you're the owner of Rowan Shirts, I think you go to this campus. You make a great shirt, by the way. I'm loving this tonight. Little plug right there. You like that? Give me your hand. What do you want God to do for you? Lift your hands. Close your eyes. Just lift your hands. Say, Jesus, I'm yours. Help me know you. Fill me with your power. You're going to feel this warmth and intensity is going to come upon your chest, one, two, and out of your right hand as a sign. Creative miracles from this moment will come upon your life. You ain't going to be normal. You weren't created for normal. You were created in God's image to be God's kid. Supernatural. Your heart's beating out of your chest. I can feel that. Sorry. You feel that? That's real, huh? You're going to help a lot of people, and you're going to pastor a great church. Lord says 22 21 this is all gonna you're gonna just go on a fast track and God's gonna build in you because you're a worshiper you got an addiction to like being around God's things I don't never talk to you I don't know you but you have an addiction I think you have you have must have great family members or something because there's an addiction but you're gonna pastor at the age of 22 the Lord's going to put you on a fast track and he's going to open doors and you're going to also travel, not just pastor church, but you're also going to travel and you're going to unfold truth and carry a heavy sword. And the Lord says, I'm going to use that sword to cut the head of giants. I'm going to use that sword to cut the head of giants. Is there, is there like a Trish or a Patricia or a Trish or a Patricia? Is there a Trish or a Patricia in here? If you are, yell. Is your name Patricia? For real? Stand up. Stay right You come with me. Patricia? Can you help Patricia? Can someone of you want to come on? You young. I like, man. Oh, I appreciate you, my man. I really like you. I'm sitting over there in the yards yelling in my ear. There's someone named Patricia or Trisha. How do you know, my sheep, hear my voice? Can't get an AM FM radio station on an AM dial. I can't do my five-minute Charles Stanley devotional and expect to tap in that way. It's a good start, but sometimes you got to stop and look and listen. Do like they do at the bus stop. If you had one bus to get out of the middle of Compton in the middle of the night, I guarantee you're not leaning back. You're leaning in, especially if you're white (laughs) or pink. Some of you ought to lean into the Spirit. You like to snorkel. You just don't know how to scuba dive yet. You're used to little baby steps. That's okay. Just don't stay there. If you're eight years old and you walk like a two-year-old, something's off. And this is going to be a word for you that says the Lord, I've heard your prayers. I've heard your prayers. I've heard your prayers and you're birthing your future and you're birthing the future of your family through prayer. And the Lord says to you, the Lord says to you that unusual angelic activity will be around your home over these next four months. Unusual angelic activity will be over your home over the next four months. You will experience things by my spirit, but I also see you being just an incredible voice that will help people think and reason and think and bring people back to a place of soberness in their mind I see that ability and this grace upon you. But the Lord says, I'm intervening even in the matter in your heart that's conflicted you about this loved one. And God says, I've heard your prayers. You will see my intervention swiftly, says the Lord. For even as you come in, says the Lord, out of the last week of September, know that I've gone ahead of you. And by the October 3rd, you're going to see a shift in that individual, for I've already gone ahead and heard your prayer. You prayed it on July 27th at 9.33 a.m. And the Lord says, watch as I bring this matter to pass swiftly says the Lord of hosts give the Lord a clap and a shout stay with me someone's got abdominal like you have abdominal pain you have you get a you having abdominal pain it's been there for for a little while sir you stand up Okay, some of you cool people that are around him, put your hands on his shoulder, come on. God can work through us all, and I know I'm 12 minutes over. Some of you that have extra money, make sure you tip the workers in the back, okay? And if you don't have money, I'll give you some. Lord, you don't even need to pray, let them all pray for you, you just receive. Take a deep breath, drop from your head to your spirit. You're receiving your spirit, you got this, you want your faith strong. You're a super spreader, all right. Just like your shirt says, you got a good spirit, man. One, two, three. Whew. You're going to feel that on the left-hand side. You're going to feel a warmth go through that area. Bring healing, and I pray that you would dissolve all that area of affliction right there. And the Lord says, I'm also going to use your leadership abilities to bring things and people together. You're a gatherer and I'm going to use you to bring things together. You're going to bring things together like Ezekiel. You're going to bring things that are disconnected and make them reconnected. Things that are disconnected and they're going to be reconnected. Disconnected and they're going to be reconnected disconnected and they're going to be reconnected there's somebody here like you you, you, like you have a position uh like a superintendent of like schools or you're in like a high range of schools like you're you're in like a a position of seniority with schools where are you where are you you're in school like a school system everyone's looking around who's who is with There's somebody here like you're either an educator or you're you're in a school system though, like the public system. It's not Ben, you're in the public system? All right, okay, somebody else too? Okay, stand up please. How many grateful for our educators? Come on, our military and educators, they need to be some real heroes. Turn off the E Channel, turn off Us Magazine, People Magazine. I don't need to know what j doing with Ben this week. Come on. Come on, I don't need to know that. I don't need to know the, the feud that's happening between Taylor Swift and whoever. They're just trying to sell you anyways. Come on, we need to honor true heroes. Give honor where it's due. They're laboring with our children. Be a blessing to them when you can. Lord, I pray for incredible favor over our educators. Lord, I pray you would anoint them with a spirit of counsel and might, creative solutions, I pray, to help them find, Lord, their calling. We declare that as these credible men and women go into the service field of touching children that you created in your image for good works, we pray that, these, that you would anoint them and skill their mouth, anoint their tongues, fill their heart with wisdom and creativity, bonuses and raises, let their children and the people they educate be ten times better than other educators, just to show off the favor of God like you did it on Daniel let that same favor be upon these educators and I pray a great impartation tonight of your spirit that it would bring healing into families that are devastated I pray families that are ravaged by divorce and abuse you would use them to bring healing and Lord change people's minds use them I pray to be the change we want to believe to see you see Lord in this world in Jesus name in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a clap and if you believe for that. Hold on one second, hold on one second, hold on one second. If you know how to pray in tongues, pray in tongues. You pray in tongues, I pray in tongues more than I do in English. The Apostle Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. And he wrote three, 14 books in the New Testament and he didn't have a Bible yet. How do you think he got it all? Your spirit knows things, your head doesn't. You don't pray in tongues to be Charismatic. I know a lot of charismatic people that pray in tongues, and they got jargon. Come on, they don't know jack. You got people that want to touch the knowledge of God. He does it different. Come on. You want to stir up the gifts of the Spirit? Start praying in tongues. I like you, sir, with the salmon shirt. Come on, salmon face, salmon shirt. Come on, stand up, my brother. You're you're a local legend. Oh, man. Lord, I thank you for incredible financial wisdom. Two opportunities are going to come to you. I think the, the first one might happen before Christmas. The second one's going to be in January, around the 26th. The second, the, the first one, one of them is going to be easy to see. The second one is going to be, you're going to need to stay really close to the Holy Ghost to be able to see it. But there's big treasure in it, says the Lord. I, I don't know if that's going to come in the form of a client or a deal or something you're going to broker, but God's going to give you wisdom in the matter. And in the wisdom in the matter is going to bring you a place of great stature in the eyes of senior advisors and senior people in senior positions where they're going to look at you and they're going to want to see your counsel and advice, and at times I'm gonna to say to you, Yes, share, and other times I'm gonna say, Hold your tongue. But as you stay close to me, watch as you accumulate rapidly, says the Lord. Even over these next two years, while well, chaos is going around because of the situation economically, watch what I do with you economically. For I'm gonna put great resources in your hand, for you don't got a tight grip on it, you have a loose hand, for you see it as my treasure, and your treasure is me, and therefore I'm Gonna put it in your hand watch what I'll do for you'll fund things for my kingdom and I see I see a transaction between Jesus and you where he's going to put things in your hand and yes you will bring healing Jesus said you're going to bring healing there's a gift of healing uh, his gift of healing that he's going to begin to work through you sir and bring healing into things and situations and places and even accidents that you come upon he's going to use you to bring healing in the matter And I thank you for blessing this gentleman's family. And the Lord says you're gonna have a loaded Christmas. You're gonna have a loaded Christmas. I'm filling the stocking, watch what I do, and watch as I pull it off, says the Lord. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. All right, I'm over, I'm over. I wanna honor, I'm over. I wanted to honor better than I did, because I'm over. Um, man, how many could feel Jesus still here? This is cool. I know. I, I want to, but you guys have kids. You got to get to school tomorrow. I know we started school, my own daughter's school. I want to honor you, sir, real quickly. Gentlemen, that you have a great haircut like myself in the blue shirt. I really love your faith and your care for people. What's your first name? Bob. You and your wife, like, you glow. As I speak you tonight, you're very highlighted to me. I don't know if we've ever talked, have I ever met, have we ever met or talked? I feel the Lord, there's a reward just for the way you serve God. Just, he's gonna reward you with stuff. It's, but it's, I don't, it's not monet, it's, it, he's gonna reward you in a way that's gonna be very, very significant in this fall season. Do you have a son by chance? Is he out of state? Yes. Okay. Where's he at? Is he up like in the Midwest area or where? North Dakota. I was going to say Wisconsin. He's up in that area. Give me one second. So scary. You got 2000 people and they're looking at you right now. What are you going to do? Don't botch it, Rex. It's already been a good meeting. (laughs) You can feel fear up here. Yes. Who wants to do bad? He should give you great hope. If I could do it, you could do it. <laughs> give me one second. Lord, I thank you that you're going to go to him. And I thank you that, Lord, where he's been really, really anxious these last three months, there's been an anxiousness in him. About decisions he's making of wanting to do and maneuver and position things and the Lord is using your prayers God's gonna make the way really clear before him and all of a sudden that depression that he's felt underneath for these last it's been about 92 93 days that's going to lift completely off him and it's not gonna come back down I see a protective covering coming from him from the angels of the Lord they're gonna keep it from coming back he's gonna be able to see beyond the immediate to some things in his ultimate and God says, I'm going to repair some things for his own soul, and he's going to feel my pleasure and delight, for I've honored your prayers, and I said that yes, if you'd raise up a child in my ways, did I not tell you that I would take care of them, and they'll be mighty in the land, for a financial provision is coming to him that he knows not of, says the Lord, and it's going to be an opportunity, and he's going to see my hand of goodness, and I'm going to use it in the matter to draw him closer to me, for I'm about to unfold things in his destiny that he will unfold, it's going to unfold, I see it layer, layer, layer unfolding and God is using your faith. And even while you're serving here, He sent me to tell you tonight that He's working there and He's going to bring this thing to pass. Surely bring this thing to pass. Tell your son the stuff is lifting off his head and that He's going to find great peace, great rhythm and great joy again. And He's going to live a happy life. He ain't going to have a bomb ending. Where the Holy Spirit is, He brings freedom. Isn't the Holy Spirit wonderful? In fact, why don't we just shift gears for a minute? Lift your hands, every one of us. Shift songs just for a minute. Shift songs just for a minute. Everybody say this. Come on, let's just go for it. Let's tap in. Come on. Say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I ask you to come to me. Help me know Jesus. Help me love him. Help me honor him. Live big in me. The best I know how tonight. I give me you. I'm sorry, I give you me. Lord help Rex. <laughs> it can still be holy. Say, Holy Spirit. I surrender. Empower me.